0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Thursday, July the 13th, 2023. It is currently 1031 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. July the thirteenth. That tells me. That tells you that we're running out of time in our study of the book of Jeremiah. Before we know it, we're gonna be we're gonna be at the end of August, and we're gonna be like, "What happened? I don't know. Do you remember what happened? I don't remember what happened. Do you remember what happened the summer of twenty twenty three? I don't know. It's all a blur. It's going to be over. So I want to do everything in my power to help us get the most out of our study of the book of Jeremiah, because the summer of 2023 has all been about the book of Jeremiah. You're supposed to be reading it. You're supposed to be studying it. Hopefully you're listening to all of the teaching that I am doing on the book of Jeremiah. And hopefully it's been beneficial. It's been challenging. And hopefully you're learning a lot. And hopefully, yeah, a lot of hoping, right? Hopefully you found yourself a little bit, maybe discouraged, depressed, frustrated, bothered, horrified at what you're reading in the book of Jeremiah, because what we're reading over and over and over are words of very severe judgment, because Judah, because Israel... All they seem to be able to do is disobey, rebel, and turn to idolatry over and over and over again. It, it's just one warning after another. They seem to love their idols, serve their idols, and you may be thinking, what is their problem? But hopefully, what, the minute you say, what was their problem, you realize it looks like and sounds like you and me. It looks like and sounds like the church for 2,000 years, a story of never-ending failure, disobedience, and idolatry. I, I really want you to embrace that reality and that feeling. Some people may say that's a defeatist approach and that creates a weak Christianity, but I'm sorry, it's the reality of your life and my life. We struggle, we fall, and idolatry, I mean... Look, we are the idol that we worship. We are the idol that we serve. And we find ourselves doing that over and over and over again. You know it. I know it. There, there's no reason in denying it. It's just the reality. So last night at Victory Baptist Church and the last study that we did in the book of Jeremiah, if you listen to that, you know that I kind of tried to challenge us in how to approach this Problem, right? And we talked about transformation versus conformity versus reformation. Conformity and reformation are not the right approach. Conformity and reformation is vanity of vanities, it will only return you back to the problem. Transformation is what we really want. Transformation is what we really need. But so many times your Christian life and my Christian life really is characterized more by cycles of reformation and a lot of conformity where we conform to kind of the standards of of the Christian, Christian world that we are in and the Christian world we are around. And I really try to get us to think about that. So here's what I want to do on this July the 13th. I'm just going to take a few minutes. I want you to, well, do a special assignment. You may not find this to be very beneficial or helpful, but I think it will be. All right. So are you ready? It's a very simple assignment. I want you to start in probably the first place you're going to start is Exodus, right? I really think that's where we'll just, I'll just say you can start in Exodus. And I want you to go from Exodus to the end of the Old Testament. And here's what I want you to look for. I want you to look for Israel falling into sin, right? Idolatry, disobedience, rebellion. Right? Then something happens and there is a, and I'm going to call it a great reformation. They say they're sorry. They supposedly repent. They put away their idols. Everything seems to be going well. And then I want you to find the very next time they fall right back into idolatry and rebellion. I want you, I want you to detect these cycles of I'm going to call failed reformation. Right. Israel is, is sinning. They're turning to idolatry. They're confronted. They're like, Oh, no, we're so sorry. Let's destroy our idols. We won't. We're going to follow God. And then just, and then fine. So I want you to find where the sin starts. Right. So you'll, you'll kind of create these, these uh, individual pictures, these individual cycles. So like cycle number one, here's where the sin started. Here's where they were confronted. Okay. Here's their repentance. Then, When's the very next time they fall right back into disobedience, fall right back into it? And then, so that'll be a completed cycle. You can say cycle one, cycle two. I think cycle one probably is going to take you, is going to probably be found in the book of Exodus, right? In the book of Exodus, when uh, Israel starts uh, building a golden calf. All right? So I want you to, I want you to look for that section. I'm not going to tell you where. Okay. I'm not going to tell you where I'm I'm looking at it. Okay. But I want you to find, I guess, I think that would be the first, I'm going to think that's the first incident of it, right? I think this is where the first cycle begins, at least in my mind. If you think of an earlier one, that's okay. But they our Moses is gone they're like we have no gods you know basically to lead us we don't know what's happened to Moses you know we need a we need a god make us a god and so they make the golden calves right then they are confronted there is death there is destruction everything seems good now you know even though they may not immediately go back to idolatry They still continue with their disobedience, right? They turn into grumbling, complaining, rebelling. So they fall right back into sin. But you, so you can, you can find exactly where they fall back into sin. I I think that's, I think that's really the the best place. Or you could do this. Or you could find, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, You you can identify that as soon as the next time they fall into sin, or you can uh, go ahead and look for the next time they fall right back into idolatry. Let's do that. All right. Let's, let's focus. So whenever they, so they fall into sin, they're confronted, whatever they repent of. Whatever they reform, whether it's idolatry, find the very next time they commit the exact same sin. Yeah, it's easy to find where they commit a different sin, right? That's easy. I mean, that's not even hard. So, and we'll talk about that later, but just find where they commit the exact same sin. So if it's idolatry that they're confronted with, they burn the idols, destroy the idols, and people die, when do they fall right back into idolatry? When do they fall right back into idolatry? Then find the next time that they fall into sin, they are confronted about that sin, they supposedly repent, they supposedly reform, they clean everything, and then when do they fall right back into that sin? So just create these end individ- Cycle number one, I'm going to just say the golden calf. They, they they build a golden calf, idolatry, they're confronted, they destroy it. And then you tell me, when's the next time they fall into the same sin? Cycle number two, cycle number three, cycle number four. Find how many individual cycles of this you can find from basically Exodus to the end of the Old Testament find each one and then ask yourself why do these why do these why did these cycles keep happening why did they keep falling short why did this was all of these I'm going to call them reformations why did they fail why did they fall short over and over and over and over and over again because you know not only does it happen in Exodus you may not you know we may not read too much about it in Leviticus right Numbers in Deuteronomy, you can see what you can find there. Obviously, once you get into the promised land, you're going to see a little bit of this happening. And then what happens when you get to the book of Judges? Doesn't that cycle repeat over and over and over and over again? And then when you get to the divided kingdom, right, when you get to the divided kingdom, you have these kings that will come along and say, okay, that's it. We're going to purge the land. We're going to fix everything, And then those reforms will immediately go away. We see that even in the book of Jeremiah. We think when we read Jeremiah chapter 11, this is basically the people's reaction to all the reforms that Josiah put in place. And then we read in Jeremiah chapter 11, verse nine, and the Lord said unto me, a conspiracy is found among the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They are turned back to the iniquities of their fathers, which refused to hear my words and they went after other gods. Josiah, you can read about his reform, I believe, Second Kings, I believe it's 2 Kings 23. Uh, yeah, Second Kings 23. You can read about the reform of Josiah there. And then by that time you get to Jeremiah, look, there's a conspiracy to go back, to, to return. After all of that reform, it did not matter. I want you for yourself, for your own eyes to identify. It's almost like a snapshot, right? It's like taking a picture. Click, and this shows their sin, their supposed reform, and then them coming right back to it. Cycle number two, identify where the sin starts, when the reform happens, when they return. When the sin starts, the supposed reform or repentance, when they return. And just just go through. I don't know how many cycles you're going to find. Maybe you find two. Maybe you find five. Maybe you find seven. Maybe you find eight. I don't know. Just it's, it's it's don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. Just make it fun, relaxed. But I want you to see it. I want you to feel it. Because at some point you should be like, "What is their problem? Why does this keep happening?" And then ask yourself how much that really clearly indicates. And and I think it's the best picture of maybe what the Christian life is. Don't you? Your own Christian life. You go through these cycles of, "Oh, I feel bad. Okay, I'm going to." And then, but. They're still and even if you reform in one area, other sin still, still shows up. I mean, we're not even really going to explore that. But, I mean, look at Israel. They may get rid of an idol five seconds later. They're grumbling, complaining, rebellion. There, there's something else is going on. But I want you to just feel it. I want you to experience it. Not so much from an academic perspective, but I want you reading that. I want you identifying the cycle And I don't know, it'll be interesting to see. Number one, I don't think we're going to get agreement. I think we're going to get, everyone's going to have a different number. I think some people's like, I found five cycles. Someone is going to like, I found seven. Someone, I found 10. But just find your cycles. Again, identify when the sin starts. the supposed reform, repentance, whatever words you want to use. And then the return back to the exact same sin. And then email that to me, newsif at yahoo.com. News, if at yahoo.com. I don't know how many cycles you're going to find. Now, the book of Judges is obviously the go-to place because those cycles are repeated over and over. Everyone talks about the cycle in Judges. But I think that cycle was going on before Judges. And I think that cycle continues after Judges. I, I, I think Judges get, just gets all of the, like, everyone acts like, it was just during this period of time when the cycle was. The cycle has been happening as soon as they come out of bondage from Egypt. The cycle begins. We're going to follow God. Then they go right back. Then every time they get confronted, anytime there's judgment, they seem to be like, okay, we're going to do it now. We're, and then, boom, they go right back. Over and over and over and over again. If Jeremiah eleven, if if the Bible handbooks are correct, then this is really showing after Josiah's reform, the people were like, We're going back, we're going back to the idols. We're going back to the idols. All right. I want you, that's, I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. I was, I I know I kind of modified that in the middle because a part of me was like, well, just find the, as soon as they return to sin, but, but that really would kind of, that's not exactly the cycle I'm looking for, right? Because that's easy to find. Like in Israel, they may get rid of the golden calf. They may not immediately go back to the golden calf, but they immediately return to, I mean, they turn right back to sin relatively quick. So, but I wanted just like the cycle of here's the sin they supposedly repented of and how they go back almost to the exact same sin. All right. I don't know how well this will work, but we we definitely know we have 2 Kings 23. There's reform. And if, if Jeremiah 11 is basically the people's reaction to that reform, well, then you see them. They're returning right back to it. So that would be a cycle right there. And Josiah's reforms are in Second Kings 23, and I think it's first Chronicles. I think it's first Chronicles. Uh, no, it's Second Chronicles 24. Second Chronicles 24. No, Second Chronicles 34, I apologize. Second Chronicles 34. So you can kind of start building a cycle right there, but think of all the kings. Now, if you need help, you could probably do a Google search for all the kings of Judah or all the kings of Israel who tried to institute some kind of spiritual moral reform. And then you can say, okay, how long did that reform last? In, and then how quickly did it go away? How many, times, how many times did it happen in the life of the kings in the divided kingdom? They come out of Babylonian captivity, right? How soon before they basically return to the same kinds of sins? Newsif if at yahoo.com, news, at yahoo.com. I hope this all made sense. If it did not, please let me know. We had all kinds of technical issues going on before this broadcast started. Um, things were going on weird with the Sermons 2.0 app and the Church1 app. Things were not, there was something going on on their side. So when we finally thought we had that fixed, then I forgot to turn on some of the software. So then we had to stop that broadcast. So um, yeah. So not as, I'm not presenting this assignment as clear as I would like, but I have presented the assignment. I think good enough for you to understand what to do, but if you have any problems, email me, newsif at yahoo.com, and if if clarity is needed, I got no problem later this afternoon turning on the microphone and explaining it once again. But this is for your benefit, for you to really see the failure of reformation and the failure of conformity. What we need to pursue is true transformation. That is what we need to figure out how to experience. And we know Romans 12 says we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's what we really need to pursue. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll talk soon. Everyone have a great day. God bless.